This is Nature Notes, our look at the natural world in West Texas, from the prairies of Llano Estacado to the borderlands of the Chihuahuan Desert. They create a desert and call it peace. A first-century Celtic chieftain said of the Roman army, devastating his land, rousing his warriors to resistance. Our species can indeed lay the earth to waste, rendering places lifeless through plunder and violence. But natural deserts are never sterile. They're places of austerity, but also of hidden life. For an emphatic illustration of that desert truth, consider Saltania incerta, the salt-flat spider. Its story is difficult to fathom, and it's largely thanks to one scientist that we know of its existence. But in isolated populations in North America's harshest places, it's living its arachnid life. From Marfa Public Radio and the Sibley Nature Center in Midland, this is Nature Notes. I'm Dallas Baxter. My whole deal with science is I kind of like to just poke around (laughs) and find stuff. I mean, I have hypotheses and I like hypothesis-driven work, but something like spiders is so little known, it's hard to even come up with hypotheses sometimes. So you have to go and you have to go in the field and you have to watch them and you have to see what's going on. That's Sarah Cruz of the California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco. In the late 90s, Cruz was working at Berkeley's late-lamented Cody's Bookstore when she took home a scientific volume on spiders. At home, she spilled something on the book and had to purchase and keep it, and her vocation was sealed. She contacted elders in the field and ultimately completed a Ph.D. focused on spiders. Her work has taken her around the world, and much of its centers on spiders called senolopids, or flatties. In Australia, she's identified more than 50 new senolopid species, but she says she's most often asked about a discovery early in her career. Saltania incerta was first identified in 1942 at only two locations, the shores of California's Saltan Sea and on an island near the Colorado River Delta in the Gulf of California. After the first locale was inundated, the salt flat spider was widely assumed to have gone extinct. While working on her master's research in the Mojave Desert, Cruz frequently found herself in the vicinity of salt flats. She decided to poke around for Saltania looking beneath woody debris and human trash in the lake beds and below their hard, salty surfaces. She found the missing spiders first in the Salton Sea and next at Soda Dry Lake in Mojave National Preserve. And that was just the beginning. We would drive around and I'd see all of these salt lakes. And I was like, well, if they're here and they're here, maybe they're everywhere. And so I started looking for them and found them everywhere. The salt flat spiders were present in the salt flats of Baja California in Mexico. Cruz found them in Death Valley, the continent's lowest and hottest point. Then she journeyed 800 miles east to the Chihuahuan Desert. In what's now White Sands National Park, she discovered the spiders living in the salt flats of Lake Lucero. Cruz hasn't had the resources to investigate them all, but it's likely Saltania is found on salt flats across the southwest, perhaps including those near the Guadalupe Mountains in West Texas. Salt flats are among the starkest of desert places. Few, if any, plants can grow there. The salt flat spider is somehow adapted to tolerate these harsh chemical conditions. In fact, The spider has never been found outside such salty environments. The spiders spin soft-looking webs, Cruz says, for use both as retreats and for capturing food. The creatures are tiny, measuring a centimeter or less, and in nondescript brown. Some spiders puncture their prey and suck out its innards, 
But the salt flat spider does some chomping first, Cruz says. The saltonia are really small, but I've watched them like eat under a microscope and they're pretty vicious. So it's probably better that they're not very big. Much about the spider's behavior is unknown, but Cruz has seen their mating ritual in her lab. To announce his intentions, the male plucks the female's web with a leg or one of his pedipalps, facial protuberances that are often mistaken for fangs. Yeah, it's probably like a don't eat me kind of thing and I like you kind of thing. But these spiders raise one confounding question in particular. How did they come to occupy their isolated salt flat abodes, separated as those habitats are, by great distances? One possibility is the spider behavior known as ballooning. We might think of the Wright brothers' first flight as a signal event in Earth's history, but we aren't the only wingless creatures that have attained to flight. In many spider species, juveniles setting out to find new territory can release silk in such a way that they are carried aloft. Such ballooning spiders can reach high altitudes and cross entire oceans. Crews considered this to explain Saltania's distribution. But the odds of a ballooning spider being blown from one salt flat to another are slim, and prevailing winds here wouldn't work to their benefit. From White Sands to Lake Bonneville in Utah, the salt flats of the southwest are the remnants of massive lakes from the Ice Age past, when the region was wetter and cooler. Cruz says this is likely the backdrop for Saltania's distribution. The salt flat spider may once have been widespread along the margins of those Ice Age lakes. As the lakes receded and disappeared, arid salt flats became the spider's only refuge. Yet there are other findings that strain comprehension. Cruz says the salt flat spider's closest living relative appears to be a spider that occupies salty marshes in the Middle East. And related spiders have now been found on salt flats in Australia. How these kindred creatures came to occupy such far-flung niches is a mystery. It's a reminder of how little we know about these ubiquitous creatures. Arachnids were among the planet's first land-dwelling creatures, having adapted a terrestrial life at least 420 million years ago. Some 50,000 spider species have been described by science, but the total number of species is estimated at between 100 and 300,000. They're primal predators and can inspire in some a primal dread, but they can also elicit fascination, Cruz says. I always tell people when they say they don't like spiders that I bet we could find at least one that they like. Certainly the salt flat spider, as a singular desert survivor, merits our respect. Nature Notes is supported by the Shields Airs Foundation. This episode was written by Andrew Stewart. I'm Dallas Baxter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>